Thank you so much to our new patrons, Don Bund, Krista, Caleb Thompson, Tiffany Kenner, Matt Harris, and Alyssa. Folks, you are the guacamole we'd gladly pay three extra dollars for. <laughs> the Patreon helps keep the podcast alive and allows you access to exclusive full-length episodes, deleted scenes, videos, monthly giveaways, an exclusive book club, written reviews, and your very own Discord channel and role. Please click on the link in the description for this episode to show your support. Also, happy Pride Month, everyone. Chad and I wanted to extend our support for the LGBTQ plus community and the authors and readers in that community. All are welcome here at Book Reviews kill hello and welcome to book reviews kill a podcast about fantasy sci-fi and horror novels i'm chad and i'm evan you are listening to the monday morning minute and this week in fictional news a film adaptation of joe abercrombie's best served cold is currently in development with deadpool director tim miller slated to direct and rebecca ferguson in advanced talks to play the lead role of monza mercado abercrombie himself is involved as a screenwriter and producer best served cold is a story about Monza, a mercenary betrayed and left for dead, and her brutal campaign of vengeance across the land of Styria. No release date or further production details have been announced, but we will keep you updated with further news on this very exciting project. I'm very excited about this. This is so cool. It's been years of Reddit posts and in Twitter posts and TikTok videos and everybody begging the powers that be. Please, can we just get because the books and if you're listening right now, you've never read any Joe Abercrombie. If you end up reading some between now and when this movie comes out, you will discover why these need to be turned into movies or TV shows. Is it a movie or a TV show? This is this is Best Served Cold. That's going to be a film. OK, so Best Served Cold is one of the three standalone books that is kind of wedged between the First Law trilogy and the Age of Madness trilogy. So those would be Best Served Cold, Red Country, and The Heroes. I've read all three of them. I was not a huge fan of Red Country. I think it was just like the Western thing. Just I didn't really vibe with it. I think I need to give mm. it another go. Uh, Best Served Cold is like kind of right in the middle for me. I think it's very well written. I felt like it was a little bit long. Um, and I, I liked Monza a lot. I liked Call Shivers quite a bit, but just something about it. Um, but the the heroes is my favorite. It's amazing. The heroes is excellent. But this one makes a lot of sense for their first kind of foray into film adaptation because I feel like Best Served Cold is kind of a clean like revenge story. You know, like they can totally do that in a movie. It, it like the the heroes totally. would be difficult. Yeah, uh, Red Country would actually probably be a pretty good movie but i think it's a good idea like let's get a movie out let's see how everybody reacts to it and then maybe they'll throw first law on hbo or amazon or something and then move on to age of madness because it, it would all work it would all work it would all work i hope that first law or some of the trilogies get tv shows because i just think that, yeah. that would be the, the the route to go down there that we can really get into it's the move yeah it's totally the move man but whatever, whatever format it takes, I am so excited because if anything, it'll just kind of like inspire whoever is throwing millions of dollars at making movies and TV shows to like look into the fantasy novels. Whenever they're like making a redo of Harry Potter or Lord of the Rings, it's like, <laughs> OK, guys, have you guys not been into a Barnes and Noble ever? Like, how are you so desperate for stories? Yeah. Like, there's so many good ones that have never even been made. And you guys are remaking ones. What? Like, it's wild to me. You got to do what's already made money. You know? I know. I know. It's just dumb. But 
Joe Abercrombie is a, an immensely popular author. Yes. And he writes very, very good books. I'm super excited to see what they do. I mean, Tim Miller, uh, you know, he's got Deadpool under his belt. He also did, uh, I think he was one of the main writers for Love, Death, and Robots. Oh, really? I think, I think Abercrombie wrote on a couple of those as well. I oh, know wow. that Stephen Pacey did the narration for one of those episodes. I did not know um, that. I love uh, Love, yeah. Death, and Robots. I think they're really cool. Yeah, I like, I've seen quite a few of those episodes. I, don't, I haven't seen the newest. Isn't there like a third season that just came out? I think something? so, yeah. I don't know if I've seen it either. I know that they kind of decline a little bit as the seasons go on. The first ones are so... They're pretty consistent. I mean, like, they're good, but the first one is like so chuck full of like really unique, cool ideas. And by the time yeah. you get to the second, third one, it's like, it's like all right. But I just felt like they... I don't know. It wasn't as unique as I wanted it to be. But maybe, I mean, it's hard to stay that unique for long periods of time. So like maybe that was the problem. I don't know. They also have Rebecca Ferguson playing Monza. And as soon as I saw the name and then put the picture to the name, she uh, she plays uh, Lady Jessica in the Dune movie. I think she's in the new Silo show as well, which I haven't had a chance to watch yet. Um, but she's awesome. And as soon as I saw the picture, I was just like, oh, that's perfect for Monza. That's excellent. Like, I'm sure that whoever's doing the casting, they were very excited to get her because she's she's a great actor. And yeah, Monza, Rebecca, yes, same, yes. <laughs> it's going to be really good. Cool. Uh, what have you been up to this week? Oh, man. Okay, so I wish that I had... Anything to begin with? Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I had a way more exciting week for all of you but i'm almost done with tears of the kingdom I've, I've reached the very much more than halfway point i don't want to spoil anything but I'm, I'm i'm right in there and i've been playing a lot of zelda and i know i said i was just gonna like do the story but i got really distracted i saved laurelin village from the monsters that oh, were invading it i said i did i've been doing all kinds of stuff because like breath of the wild was already so just delicious and there was so oh, yeah. much to do in that game and i feel like they just packed it even more with little side quests and things to do and i just get distracted like i go into an area and there's there's people that need help and i want to help and <laughs> and i want to get the cool stuff that they give me for helping and but I, I did complete if anybody's also playing tears of the kingdom i did complete the like the four things you're supposed to do and then i did the next thing you're supposed to do but i don't want to spoil anything but there's just there's an order of things you need to do, and I've done a lot of them, and I'm trying to finish it. But also, Diablo 4 comes out. It came out already. Oh, my today. roommate's been playing oh, it Oh, my all God. Day. No. No. I have stuff to do. Oh, damn it. Okay. So, like. <laughs> well, guys, it's going to be a pretty short episode. <laughs> I'm trying. I'm trying out here, but I, my, I love video games so much. And Diablo 4, I haven't played a second of it, but my brother got the early access and said it's incredible. So, I'm going to go get that. I can as as we're done with uh, concur this with that statement. My uh, roommate's been playing. He played the um, uh, beta. He was a beta player. And then uh, he's playing, been playing it all day. And it looks really awesome, man. <laughs> well, all right. Well, I didn't think I was going to drop $70 on another video game so quickly after Tears of the Kingdom. But that's what happens in summertime. They drop all the cool games and uh, yeah. they don't care about the book reviews kill schedule. But I know. It's like, do you think they should call us or something? Like, they, come on, guys, should, this is a big the deal. The whole game industry should call book reviews kill. Absolutely. Nope. Yeah, that would be only nice. I finished Tiamat's Wrath. First half of it, I was like, man, this better get cool. 
and then it got yeah. really cool and then it's, it became yeah. like one of the best endings to one of the uh, all of these books that i've read so far it was just banger scene after banger scenes just and then it's so funny uh, to hear you say that because i remember because i had finished it before evan and then every time i talked to him about it he was still in that first half <laughs> and i had already gotten through the second yeah, half in like two days yeah very quickly and he was just like hey you know it's all right but it's a little slow and i was just like <laughs> coming off that second half i was like man it's really not though like it's a real good book and it was, I was uh, i'm glad I to know. hear that you say uh, that it pulled up for you because it definitely pulled up for me. I mean, the first half isn't terrible either because it's like it's so fresh and new because there's so much that have changed between the end of last book and this one. I feel like that it's like a whole new world in Expanse land. So, but it is pretty slow. There's it's a lot of there's a lot like, of what's in this gate? <laughs> what's in that gate? <laughs> I'm going to levy kind of a it's not really a criticism. It's more just like something I've noticed about the Expanse because at this point I've read thousands of pages of this series. Their cycle that they kind of go in writing this series is that you've got these characters that you really like and there's all these povs chapters and stuff what seems to happen though is like some ridiculous event happens that's just it just blows your mind but it also blows blew every other character's mind and now we have to spend 300 pages with each one of the pov characters and just watch them ruminate on stuff for like and then and then something yeah. else crazy happens and then it, that's awesome but then it's like we have this other valley here now where everybody's got to kind of like deal with the trauma of what just and i get it but it's just i've noticed this kind of like cycle over the last few books where yeah, you're not wrong yeah it's like okay well now we got to talk to naomi for a little while and now we got to go over to amos right, like how does amos feel about so, it yeah, yeah. And like how does alex feel about the way that naomi feels about the way bobby feels right. about this and it's just like <laughs> gets man, bad. Like, I'm, I'm never gonna stop being interested in these characters now that we're this far into the series but like if something i, I, I would like something cool to happen i've, I've read 250 pages uh, and then yes right at the point where i feel like i'm getting sick of it something just that i just out of not even left field like the parking lot outside of the baseball stadium <laughs> you know what i mean like right, they don't even shake the snow globe they yeah, shatter exactly. it against the wall and then obviously <laughs> and it's one. very called for that we have to sit with all these characters while they process what just happened you know, it, it makes right. sense. I'm not saying they should. But sometimes you're like, it. but let's go back to that yeah, thing that know, happened. Yeah. But it could so wild and so earth changing. I'm with you. I'm very excited to finish up this series, not because I don't like it, but just because we spent so much time on it. And I'm excited to read Faithful and the Fallen. I think it's I think it's yes, gonna be great. me too. I, I have a good feeling about it. I've I've heard that same. I've heard it's like pretty lengthy, like uh, feels like pretty dense. I don't I think we're going to be able to handle okay. each book in one episode. I mean, we're coming off like a string of very dense books, though, right? Yeah. So, like, will it feel dense to know. us? Yeah, we'll see. I mean, I, I was just worried we might not be able to tackle each book in one episode, but we could just make them long episodes. Like, we'll just totally. And if so, we have to do two per, then like we have to do two per. Oh, well, yeah, it might slow down our progress. I get to talk to my buddy about books that I love more, so. That'll be terrible. Also, for everybody listening, um, Chad and I are definitely going to finish Scythe really soon because I just I'm almost I'm like 70, 80 pages away from the end of Thunderhead. And Same. I, mean, I crushed through those books are so easy to read. Just they're so they're interesting. So easy to read. They're 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 written in a in a very like just easy to read way. Like they're they they flow really well. The chapters are nice and chewy and short and then there's like the interlude chewy is a yeah, nice like there's word like the interlude nice. chapters and especially in this book because each interlude chapter is from the thunderheads perspective and it's just getting more and more wound up and yeah everything is great with scythe i'm really enjoying myself and i think we're going to finish those pretty quickly um i, I agree i don't really have 
we're gonna we're gonna have to talk a lot on this episode because there's a lot of yeah dude <laughs> i have a lot of notes yeah. and like and our last episode maybe was we getting so too hypercritical but spacey at all right oh no it was we stayed on topic. on topic we didn't get like 30 40 minutes we didn't get to the timer that went off that said time to end before we even started talking about the story that definitely didn't happen <laughs> um but yeah I, I think thunderhead is great um i'm curious to see where the story goes from here especially with the third book yeah. being much longer than the books previous um but yeah once we're done with scythe we're moving right on to red rising which oh my yeah, gosh i mean yes dude we have faithful in the fallen and red rising man yeah that's great it is a good time then, uh, after to be on book reviews depending <laughs> on which one we finish first we'll probably end up finishing faithful in the fallen before red rising because there's six books in red rising but they're also shorter yeah i don't know i'm reading the first three on audiobook because i've already read red rising all the way through but tim gerard Same. reynolds is one of the best audiobook narrators in the world and i'm just very i've got i've already got them all on audible and everything so. i wasn't a audio audiobook person back when oh, i read them first the since that's kind of a newer thing so i'm gonna gonna want to check those it. out for sure he's a fantastic job he's very irish oh okay i think after that we'll go through binti uh nidia Corfor's novella trilogy we should be able to crush that out pretty nice fast. imagine we'll be able to do that oh, yeah. in a week or so actually because that's a trilogy huh i didn't know a trilogy that. of novellas I mean, I'm so bad at keeping track of what's a trilogy and what's not. Like when we started reading Scythe, I was like, cool book. And then I was like, oh, there's two more. Oh, wow. Well, and then there's also <laughs> Gleanings, which is just came out, I think, last year or the like beginning of this year, uh, which is a short story collection that just came out. Which oh, really? I want to read. I wonder if it's like a series of probably just Gleanings by <laughs> yeah, famous I people. Yeah, I mean, I imagine it's probably like uh, just Scythes that we might have heard about, but didn't get to spend a lot of time with who are like, if they're even still alive at the end of this trilogy, which... <laughs> I don't know if they're going to be or not. I don't know either. I, yeah, I'm very curious as to who's going to live in this book series. I don't know. It's an interesting one. I'm enjoying it for sure. I, I have to say, I think I liked the first one a little bit more, or at least I had less criticisms in the first one. Yeah, I don't know. I, th I think I like this one. This one feels like like the pacing is better. Like every chapter has like a cool thing happening in it. I like Rowan a lot more. Citra or Anastasia. Like Rowan that. and Citra feel like they've got more to do. In this book, they have more agency and stuff, so it's yeah. just, they feel like better, more interesting characters. Because in the other, in the first one, it was like they were just kind of watching stuff, and so then I was just kind of watching stuff, and I was just like, ah, I guess right. like, oh, that's pretty cool. Like, I think that the first book really rests quite a bit on how how interesting the premise is. Totally, totally. the world building is like the driver of the story, at, at least in my opinion, it is. I mean, and then I think that um, Schusterman, I agree, kind of like that premise that was introduced in the first book and then with the second one has kind of been like okay so let's let's roll this along and make this like a kind of a fast paced like cool like almost like an action story at some parts i mean it's been a couple scenes that were like totally there's been a couple scenes that were way more action-packed <laughs> than the like whole chunks of scythe uh but yeah i don't know i don't know how the third book is gonna go also i'm reading a book by an author named aiden thomas called cemetery boys cemetery boys has been on my shelf for a really long time uh, i was gonna read the sunbearer trials and then I, I was gonna buy it and then i looked at my shelf and i was like oh i have cemetery boys let's just let's just read that are they written by the same person yeah aiden thomas who i th i think lives in portland oh really did you hit um, him up? I did, yeah. I just said, like, if it'd be really cool if you wanted to come on to the podcast. Oh, cool. I'm only about, like, 50 pages into it, but so far it seems to be about a young boy who who's, whose family kind of, like, runs a cemetery and, like, kind of looks after the ghosts 
that are in that cemetery Ooh. and then is it a horror no no it's it's like a it's i think it's ya but it was his debut novel and it's it reads really 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 well i like it a lot uh, apparently like i think this kid kind of like summons a ghost uh and then like chaos ensues and i don't think he was like really supposed to you know Ooh, that um, sounds kind of cool yeah though. yeah uh so i'm happy to be reading that um i heard really good things about sunbearer trials but i don't think the second book is out yet so i, I might want to just smash both of those at the same time when that second book comes up comes out because i think it's a duology um mm, okay. but it's just one of those things that like i saw it on my shelf and i was like oh i've been meaning to read sunbearer trials i kind of forgot i even had this so i started it and then like 15 pages flew by and i was like oh cool 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 yeah okay i was nestled, cool, cool, nestled, cool, cool. nestled right in there you know how like sometimes you start a book and i don't know like i know it's good but like sometimes i don't feel very like grounded in the story um totally. but this one like starts like right off with this kid and his friend just kind of like wandering through a cemetery and they're like already seeing ghosts and stuff and they don't really it's just kind of part of their lives so that was just hmm. I was already so intriguing when I started it. So yeah, I'll probably finish that. I'll let you know next week what I thought about the whole thing. Yeah, that sounds really interesting. Uh and then yeah, other than that, I mean still chipping away at all the young dudes. I'm in year five now. Still <laughs> even at year five, I'm like forty percent of the way through it. I'm not even halfway through all the young dudes because I think wow. it just keeps going past when Lupin uh graduates in into the the first war with Voldemort and all of that stuff. So uh, and it's written all in one ginormous tome. Yeah, yeah. Wow. You can read it for free. Yeah, I have not continued reading it at all. I have it on my Kindle and everything. I'm like, I need to read it more. I can't. It's every time you mention it, I'm like, oh man, that sounds so good. I need to read that. I, know, I think I said on a podcast earlier that like I was trying to treat it as like my go to bed book because like, oh, it's Harry Potter. I know this world and like it's so easy to. But no, I just I can't stop. And now it's getting really interesting because Lupin and Sirius and and uh, Peter and James are all. Uh, you know, and uh, Marlene McKinnon is in it, and uh, Lily Potter, and Snape is in it, and like Regulus Black is in it. It's just, everybody's in it. They just they just like being mean to Snape all the time. Yeah, and it's the the way that it's being written out though um, seems to really follow kind of the the lore where like Snape. There's like reasons why Snape is all fucked up, and you know what I mean. Like sure. Snape, like. Uh, at least my my theory on it and like i think that a lot of like the canon seems to be that like you know snape fell into this crowd because of like certain insecurities that he had and like certain expectations of him uh for like being mm. in slytherin and like all this stuff and then he kind of like <laughs> i mean from where i does he does he leave after lily dies it was just kind of like ah, that's kind of like a weak reason to like not be with wizard hitler anymore but like i guess whatever it takes like i don't know totally <laughs> like you probably should have known wizard it was bad hitler. the whole time you know but yeah uh but it is kind of it's cool because there's like rumblings of this this person this dark wizard that everybody's starting to rally behind you know because i'm in like hmm. year five now it's kind of getting to right, down right. the wire here you know what i mean like we don't have a lot of time until like because they were really young I think uh, James and Lily were like maybe 21, 22, something like I can't remember. They like barely popped out Harry. Yeah, I can't remember what the math is on it. I think that they're like like very early 20s when all that stuff goes down. Yeah, we're in year five now. And just every now and then somebody's like, oh, there's like this dark wizard named Voldemort. He's calling himself Voldemort. And like all these people are rallying behind him. And then all the kids at the school, their parents are getting involved in everything you know what i mean so it's it, there's already these kind of like schisms going on even that we're already kind of there but now it's like 
right. way more. And uh, man, Miss Kane Bean. I think it's better than Harry Potter. There, I said it. Like I, I think it's wow. I think it's better as an adult. Like uh, the way that I, my reading trends, the stuff that I like reading right now. Holy crap! That makes me like, really want to read it. it more. I think it's better. Like I mean, I th- obviously, like Harry Potter will always have its special little weird place in my heart that it's never going to leave. I've read those books so many times. Is that sense of mystery? And like around every corner in Hogwarts, there's something new Mm. and like some magical elements. I don't know. It's hard to say because I'm so familiar with it at this point. Like, I I know, but there's like definitely more mysteries to Hogwarts that we have not uncovered. I mean, I think that uh, this particular book does a pretty good job at it considering you're with the marauders and they're the ones that are kind of discovering a bunch of this stuff right okay because they're the marauders and they're making a map uh, it goes into totally. detail on how they make the map and everything which is really cool okay but i just think that like the subject matter it deals with i think is better the uh character relationships are better the the pacing is better like the it sounds like a lot is better <laughs> yeah i mean uh better is such a weird word right i mean it like really it's is. such a I, I'm, I'm throwing it around very liberally right now you know but i mean because like uh rolling like obviously like this wouldn't even be around if it wasn't for harry potter so it's like sure, is right, it right. really though is it better but like so, um i think uh king bean does a lot with um the world that rolling had already kind of created you know it sounds like it's more full of the stuff that you as a reader in your adult life like to read that i want yeah definitely yes that you want and that is yeah, kind of totally. going to be like that's like it's it's one of the unfortunate things about you know getting older and having read a bunch of stuff when you were really young because i can never go back and read harry potter for the first time right and i, I can never have those same feelings and i really wonder and I, I wonder all the time probably more than i need to like whether or not and i know a lot of other people and you listening right now you probably feel the same way like what would i really think if you really remove the nostalgia glasses if you just ripped those glasses right off and you just read harry potter again on a clean slate like same with a lot of other books too. I mean, like same with a lot yeah, of other books. I mean, it's yeah, it's not just that one. You know, I mean, if I had never watched the Lord of the Rings movies or read The Hobbit when I was really young, or read Lord of the Rings when I was really young, and I and somebody just plopped them in my lap and I'd never heard anything about them before, how how much would I really enjoy Lord of the Rings? Right, you'd probably like, be like, man, this really drags at times. <laughs> like, wow, like Elrond was four like, like pages four, long. Yeah, yeah, like four pages in a language I don't even know. <laughs> like, I think I would appreciate a lot of it, but yeah, I can't say. I mean, like, especially with like, especially with Lord of the Rings. I mean, like the I watched the movies as at, at, at a very young age before I read the books, so I, I had like imprinted what everybody looked like. Oh wow! On you watched the movies before you read the books. Yeah, I had read the I had read the Hobbit uh, right. a couple times because <laughs> I was just like, this is the best book ever written because I was like, it, like yeah, 10 you weren't years wrong. Old. And then the movies came out, like Fellowship of the Ring came out, and I didn't even know it was three movies. <laughs> I remember vividly, like I was at my grandma's house and they put this movie on. And I was just like, whatever, I'm 11. I don't know what anything is. So yeah, sure. (laughs) And they put it on. I was just like so transported and I loved it so much. And I didn't even notice that 3.2 hours had passed or anything. I was just completely sucked in. And then like Sam and Frodo like go into the uh, the Emin Muil with all the rocky area over there with like Mordor in the distance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Then it just says like to be continued. And I was just like, 
what is this? What? Like, what? What is happening right now? And that's funny. I've read those series three times by the time that the first movie came. Oh out. wow! So you already had like a whole. Oh, yeah, the only uh, it's the only book series that I've ever done this with, which is where I, I finished the last one and I immediately started again on the first one because I had a best friend who was really into them and his lore was like off the charts. Like half of me did it because I loved them so much. The other half of me was like trying to keep up with him so I could like have the conversations that totally. he was having and like understand what he was saying, you know? That's a, allegedly what R.A. Salvatore did because um, apparently he wasn't really reading at all. And for our listeners, uh, R.A. Salvatore is the author of the uh, Dritt Stewart and um, Forgotten Realms books. Um, very famous like D and D author that Chad and I oh, yeah. read a decent amount of Chad's read a lot more of him than I have, but apparently he was visiting home from college over Christmas break and his sister, I believe gifted him the Lord of the Rings trilogy for Christmas. And it was like really snowy and he couldn't go anywhere. And so he just read all three of them and then read them again. Wow. You know, and he had, and he had before that, I guess had no real interest in reading them. He had heard about them. He hadn't, didn't really read for pleasure like that often. So yeah, like I said, like I was saying before, like I th- I feel like Lord of the Rings would still grab me, you know. But then it's like totally. you work in like the kind of like modern uh, fantasy conventions that I'm so used to that I've kind of grown to love as well. I wouldn't be able to stop comparing those to, you know what I mean? Like so, like like uh like Abercrombie or like uh, Fonda Lee don't write like J.R.R. Tolkien. You know what I mean? Right. It's not even close. <laughs> like it's not the same thing. Like, not even not, close. Yeah. I mean, there's still the quality is there the quality of the story is there but the actual like line to line writing is like way way different you know <laughs> uh but yeah i don't know I, I it sucks i'll never i'll never be able to do it no no but i mean would you sacrifice the nostalgia that you feel no. for the chance to no, no. because it could very no. potentially ruin something wonderful for you and <laughs> like i will point, never yeah. forget like having to hide those books from my parents like under my bed like oh man they're just they will forever hold a very special place in my heart and like Wait, did you have to yes i would love rings? to go back no no not those okay. no i never had to hide those just harry potter because yeah. like you know whatever whatever <laughs> i won't get into it right now um but uh some wizards are cool some are not um your parents were right <laughs> chad you turned into a wizard demon i know Everybody dude i've been listening. so many spells <laughs> this... hi mom <laughs> no you seem you seem uh, okay to me you seem all right. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, no, all my spells have failed. Side, sidestep that landmine. But, you know, I just, I hold those books at such a dear part. They have like a nice little corner of my book heart. And uh, I would never want that to go anywhere else, as I would truly love to see them from the first time and like really see. And I feel like when I'm writing, reading Harry Potter, especially, there's like moments that I can kind of step back and watch myself read them yeah. and be like, okay, but... Like the last time that I read them, I found so many more like holes, yeah. especially in the universe and like the world building that I had ever noticed before. And I was like, oh, wow, this was like two or three years ago. And I was just like, man, I, this was that is ridiculous. A few times that I found myself I mean, saying this so. This goes to show, though, you know, you, if you're writing books, uh, maybe don't concern yourself too much with continuity. Yeah. <laughs> don't or lost in it, whatever. You know, yeah. or, or, or uh, adverbs. <laughs> if J.K. Rowling loves anything, she loves adverbs. And does she ever? <laughs> uh, but that's pretty much all I had going on this week. I'm, oh yeah, I uh, there was one more thing I want to talk about. I um, so last week I watched half of the Man in the Iron Mask. Right, I remember you being like not impressed. What I did watch last night though was the Jim Caviezel, Guy Pierce, fucking mm. Count of Monte Cristo, and that movie holds up. Yeah, you up. did. Woo! 
That movie Good. is I'm amazing, so glad. man. Because we talked about it, Hi. and I was like, I wonder if that one holds up, and I'm so oh, glad that it does. Boy, does it hold up. Anybody, if, you, if you're listening movie. right now and you you don't feel like reading The Count of Monte Cristo, I think you should, because it's like one of the best books ever written. Uh, Alexander Dumas, it's, it's, you should read The Count of Monte Cristo at some point in your life. That's like, that's like a books to read before you die kind of book. Like, you should just read that book. Uh, but if you don't want to take the time to do it right now, but you still want to be entertained, with some good old fashioned revenge, treasure hunt, pirates, like everything you want. Romance. I feel like the grandpa and Princess Bride, like sword fights, true love. Sword fights. <laughs> but it's so good. And that movie, I mean, you know, it's it it glazes over a little bit. Like obviously, I mean, it's a it's a two hour movie and the book is right uh, and like they very large. Long. Um so they, you know, some stuff has changed around a little bit. Like the stuff that happened with like Don Glar is like different in the book and stuff like that a lot of the ending is different um just in regard mm. to fernand and everything but i also read the book like 10 years ago so i could be getting some wires crossed but man that movie henry cavill's in that movie i didn't <laughs> yeah it's a little teaser for the end of this episode reason to stick around alexander dumas is part of our fun fact oh, today. Cool. awesome yeah yeah but henry cavill I, I forgot that he was in it and he's just a little little baby henry cavill and he's just like runs into the room and his, his face is all glowing you know <laughs> his face is all glowing like he's so young and innocent and what, uh, what part does he play fernand and mercedes son he's the oh, son wow. of the, the count fernand man count Mon- talk about Mondeo. a beautiful man Oof. uh i can't remember his name was his jawline still like oh man cut out yeah of stone i mean he looked amazing yeah like I mean, <laughs> Like, yeah, like, yeah, you, yeah, but it's just funny because like, um, you could open a can of tuna with his face. You know? Yeah, he looked fantastic. But uh, it's funny because, you know, in the, in the Witcher, he's like three times the size in the Witcher. I mean, he's just massive in that. Shameless. He's so big. Like, I feel like I'm he's like in Superman. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's a well, cause pretty yoked. He's like pretty bulky in Superman, but I feel like he's even bigger in the Witcher. Am I wrong about that? Yeah. Like, I, I don't wrong. think you're wrong, no. And not only is he big, but he's also like toned. Yeah. Like he has like 14 abs. Yeah. You're just like, what? And like it's funny though, we're watching the Count of Monte Cristo and like <laughs> Henry Cavill's voice is just like, Oh, Count hey. of Monte Cristo, like, <laughs> thank you for saving me from those pirates. And then in The Witcher, he's like, <laughs> it's just so Guys. grunty. You know? He is very grunty. I love it. Him and Tom Hardy, yeah, he takes after Tom Hardy and in, in his grunt style. He just basically grunts his way through every movie. Tom Hardy. I love Tom Hardy. <laughs> have you seen The Fighter? No. Well, yes, I have. That's one with his brother. Yeah. 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 That's, that's Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Totally. Pretty sure. Yeah. 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 And so then he has to fight his brother at the end. Yeah. yeah that's a good one. Yeah. Super great. Uh, yeah. The movie makes me cry. It's a good one. That's a really good one. I really like it. Um, okay. So that's it for me. I, uh, I I thought I wasn't gonna be able to talk about much, but I, I'm a rambly guy. So yeah. What'd you do hey. this week? Um. Well, we've talked about like half of the books already, yeah, so I'll keep it short and sweet those, here. Yeah. But, uh, you know, TMS Wrath, finish that, loved it. Uh, check out the episode that we'll be doing and uh, releasing, what, that on Wednesday, Tuesday, Tuesday, something like that? Yeah, Tuesday. Cool. Uh, I'm excited to talk about that, especially as you stated, the second half. Halfway through Thunderhead, talked about that already. Check out the episode. And uh, I started another He Who Fights with Monsters because I just can't yeah, get enough. In there now. Yeah. Ah, dude, I'm in there now. Okay, so one of the things that's really unique about this series that I've never seen or even heard of, and I like half really like it and half kind of don't, is he has multiple chapter epilogues. It'll be like epilogue chapter one. And then like a few pages later, it ends and you're like, is this the end of the book? And you turn the page and it's like epilogue chapter two. And you're like, what oh, the hell? Oh, I see. Okay. 
huh. it's weird that they have it's like because like i like it in that there's like a very well-rounded ending and he's like really taking the time to flush out that ending and some like weird other stuff that's happening that i've never like seen before but then like also i don't really like it because it's like when i hit the epilogue i'm like very close to the end of a book but like some of these epilogues go on for like 20 30 pages and i'm like okay still like read i thought i was like almost done but apparently i still have another half an hour of reading before i can finish this book you know so like i kind of like it and i kind of don't it's weird you're on number six now right i think yeah i'm on the sixth one i think yeah so i mean i mean whatever your criticisms are i think you, i mean, think you're a little committed <laughs> oh point, for right? sure i mean this is like like i said I love these books a ton. I'm reaching to find any sort of criticism because uh, I love them so much. But like, it is just weird. And I've never seen or heard of any book doing that before. Have you ever heard anything like that? I've never seen, like, as far as the formatting goes for the for the epilogue, I've never seen like right. epilogue chapter one and then where it says epilogue chapter two. Does it say like those exact words or does it just yes. say chapter two? Uh, yeah, it says epilogue chapter two. Yeah. Oh, because I know like uh, in like the last... The last Dark Tower book, there's like the coda, which has like right. multiple. Well, that's numbers. like a glossary of terms, right? No, no, no. It's like um, it's it. There's like an epilogue type thing, which I believe is all contained in one. But then I think in the coda, when when I don't want to, I'm not. Oh yeah, anything, yeah, yeah. But, no, you're right. There's you're like right. numbered. Well, Stephen King does a a thing where he in a lot of his books he has like a, a chapter one. And then he numbers all the page breaks and stuff. Uh, And then he'll do like chapter two and then he'll start back at one and number those again. So then then even in an epilogue type thing, if he is going to do page breaks, he's going to number those. But I've never seen like formal, like chapter one. Formal chapters. No, these are, these are formal chapters. Yeah. 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 It's weird. Okay. So I've been saying for a while that there's three authors that I really want to like, well, four, I guess. I really want to hit some Ursula Le Guin this year. I want to hit some Michael Crichton. And I want to hit some, uh, a few more Stephen Kings and then some Neil Gaiman. And I figured I should probably like get on that since we're yeah. like halfway through the year. So I started uh, Neverwhere by oh, Neil Gaiman. Cool. That's an awesome book. Yeah, it's really it's good. It's very good so far. I'm not super far into it, but it's it's tasty. Yeah, I finished that one really, really quickly. Really? It's a good one. For Neil, sure. Neil Gaiman has this like, I don't even know how to say it. It's like this visceral emotional like hooking that he gets you in like like i've never been as scared reading books that i have reading neil gaiman before he just very like 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 i don't know he just gets inside and just like rips you up i feel like he's just kind of um like uncompromising i think is a yeah yeah that's a good way of putting he is not concerned with whether or not you're comfortable reading like his stuff no because there's even parts i'm so uncomfortable that's a good way of putting it there's parts in um, american gods that are like a little difficult to read um and then one of his short stories in particular that he has is called uh i think it's i think it's just called troll or like uh, troll bridge or something i can't remember exactly what the name of it is it's about somebody who keeps running into a troll that is trying to eat him. It's really creepy. Just the 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 nonchalance of all of it. You know what I mean? Like this kind of like banal, like yeah. uncaring, like troll that's just like simply wants to devour this person alive. And like it's just right. And he's not using any. That's like, kind of how I got out of um, Ocean at the End of the Lane. Was like yeah, just totally evilness. Yeah, and he of the antagonist and he doesn't use any like real graphic imagery typically like he, he no. he's not he's not not going to use it but typically he's not going to use he doesn't like, that kind of like he doesn't like need stuff. that as a crutch no he just uses his words and um yeah i mean i i think neil gaiman's 
a master. It's funny because like me too. I read I started with Neil Gaiman. I started with American Gods. Um, I liked ninety percent of that book, and then don't I don't like the ending of American Gods at all. And I don't really? want to spoil anything for people. And that is just too brutal, or you just don't away. like the way it's... I can't okay. give it away. Okay. But there's just it felt I want to read it, it felt like the ending to a different book if that oh, makes weird. sense and if you're listening right now and you've read American Gods like hit me up if you agree with me or disagree with me but like I think American Gods it, it was so close in my opinion to being like this masterpiece book and it ended up for me just being like a pretty good book but with like a oh, weird interesting. ending isn't that funny how the ending can do that I wish it didn't all hang so hard and you know, like as a as a writer myself <laughs> I wish the ending wasn't as important as it really is but but Man, it's like it's like, the last it, yeah, thing that you wrap you know we're such well, like a you know first impression culture or even a last impression culture and it's like the thing that you say you know you can have a conversation with your girlfriend that's so great and the last thing you say really pisses her off it's like she's not going to walk away being like that was a great conversation except for the end yeah, she's just going to be mad yeah. right i mean <laughs> and so it's like it's unfortunate that we see things that way but like i think that it's how uh, it is as, as consumers of media i think we 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 certainly seem to look for a lot of like symmetry with things we like things yeah. to be buttoned up we like things to kind of like have a certain amount of closure and if, if it doesn't have closure if it's ambiguous it's usually fine as long as there is still it feels like it's earned like an earned ambiguity you know yeah um, and that's very difficult to do i wouldn't presume to say like neil gaiman didn't write american gods correctly or anything like that just for me personally the ending just didn't really resonate hmm. so i kind of like swore neil gaiman off uh, and I just didn't oh, read wow. any for a couple of years. And then I read. It's unfortunate. Yeah. And then I read Neverwhere. And I was oh, like, cool. So this is the one that yeah, got you back. Yeah, on exactly. Him. So awesome. I was like, and that Makes was even that was when I started reading a lot more Neil Gaiman after I read. How scary is this book? I mean, it's weird. Like, there's, okay. <laughs> there's like a couple of scenes that, like, really, we can talk about it later uh, without okay. spoiling too much, I hope. But um, there's definitely just like a couple. You can text me or whatever. But okay. there's just a couple of scenes that I remember reading, like, Whoa, that just happened. Wow. Okay. okay. Uh, but I just... Yeah, uncompromising. That's a really yeah, good word for it. I, think, I really like that. Um, I am just a really big fan of the kind of trope where one person knows a lot about something that's going on and hmm. there's another kind of ignorant person that's kind of tagging around with them. And I think Neverwhere okay. does like, a really good job with that. You know? Totally. He does that in um, Ocean at the End of the Lane, too. Totally. Yeah. Like very and heavily. Actually, yeah. to, a, to a lesser extent, I guess, uh, kind of in American Gods, too. Yeah. Uh, wow. But interesting. Yeah. Um, I think you're going to have a really good time with Neverwhere for sure. Okay, cool. Cool. It's a standalone, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Okay, cool. I was really hoping that there wasn't, that I didn't start like another like, huge, like, dang it. No, um, I think that I haven't read Anansi Boys, but I think that's loosely connected to American Gods. Please correct me, listeners, if I'm wrong about that, but I think that's a thing. And then okay. uh, Stardust is also a standalone. Ocean at the End of the Lane is a start as a standalone, um, and it's like a novella even. Yeah, it's pretty short. It's pretty short. Uh, Coraline is also a standalone. Very good. Coraline's awesome. I think he both is and will be remembered as one of the greatest writers of our age. I mean, he's certainly one of the more unique. Like, I think his his prose is beautiful. I think he's like certainly beautiful. he's certainly a master. I would I would consider yeah. oh, him yeah. like a master of fiction. I don't know. He's like he's he's way up there. He's way up there. Yeah. Uh, but that's about it for me on the uh, reading front. And did I watch anything? I don't think I did. No, oh. I just read a lot. Uh, finished up. We had we had a books. You know, Tiamat's was not a short book by any means. Another the He Who Fights with Monsters, man. Those things are monstrosities. But uh, but that's OK. It was it's good. I don't need to be reading like eight books a week. You know, I wish we could. 
I'm trying. I'm trying out here. These stupid video games keep coming. Struggle is real. I did actually. I meant to bring this up with you. I did watch uh, a few episodes of Sanctuary, that show that oh, I finally cool. watched the, the show that show. you suggested and Yay. came back to tell you about it, which I think is the first time in book reviews kill history that's actually happened. So, dude, I, seriously, well, it's happened one other time that I was like, maybe don't watch oh, this, it was and then you of watched that troll it. It was like, movie. yeah, that was terrible. Yeah, yeah. Oh and I was like, God. maybe don't because it's like not a good movie. And then you watched it, and I was like, bro, of all the things <laughs> that I've ever recommended, that I I didn't even recommend that one. I just said it was fun to watch, but like smoke before you do it or something, you know, uh, have a few beers. I, I really like sanctuary it's a very good show great? the first episode almost didn't get me like it was yeah it was a little bit like it gets weirdly and kind of gross like <laughs> yeah it's kind of gross like <laughs> kind of gross yeah i yeah. mean <laughs> just like i it's the show wasn't gross it was like this one scene where yeah, like, yeah. i was eating and it was like in the very beginning of the first episode like yeah. i was eating food and like it was just like these naked people just like shoveling food in their mouths and like for some yeah. reason i was just like it's like disrespectful kind of to the food almost yeah, yeah. but obviously the show was they're sumo wrestlers they yeah, have and to like, it's like a part of the thing yeah but i i like the Minus show. that isn't it like stylized like really cool like yeah, it's just it shot really, really well like, uh yeah. like the characters are like Jose, the the main character i think i'm pronoun- mm-hmm. saying his name right uh i, I think so yeah I love the main character in this show like he is a fantastic he takes a main few episodes yeah i, I didn't get, like him at like, all like him because he's just like pissed off all the time for the first little bit you don't really well, understand who he is like you can't see his him. depth yeah yeah uh, for, for our listeners if you're listening right now like watch sanctuary it's awesome it's a very it's it's very but good it is a slow burn like it is definitely yes. give it four episodes yeah because i'm i just finished the third one and now i'm, okay. now I'm in i want to finish it oh yeah um, and it's difficult kind of like coming at it where like uh i don't know hardly anything about sumo culture i don't know hardly anything about the rules or anything and i feel like the show right. as it's been moving along has been kind of giving me a, a, a bit more information you know it's like it's it almost feels like the show realized in the second episode that it it needed to tell me about what was happening right you know like people I mean? don't like, know anything yeah, about this i did first, I, I stopped yeah. and did a ton of research because yeah, i was so yeah. interested because I mean, the first episode doesn't do a lot to like really no. help you out <laughs> not at all fine. i mean i don't really mind that too bad too much but because I, I had a feeling like something about that first episode i was just like this is a good show i know it is and yeah, then yeah. i watched the second it's episode. quality yeah it's just like weird i'm very excited to finish this i kind of want to see like where this main character ends up Dude, because I keep was, at it i'm very keep at it. you'll like it more and more i'm very endeared by this main character and there's like there's a couple a... other of the side stories and stuff going on like the um the, the reporter uh, she's really yeah. cool. I like her yep. whole thing that she's got. A going necessary on. character. Yeah, very necessary. And I like how like it's kind of it, it seems like a lot of it is this this reporter kind of trying to dig into the hazing aspect of sumo and like kind of how totally. the way that these people are treating each other. And it's like it's a very interesting study because it's just kind of like the, the Japan's national sport. And this is kind of the way right. that this has been done for a really long time. Right. Could it be bettered by a change? Which, like, like, should it? You know what I mean? Right. Like, that's like a right. cool question to ask. Do we but lose like, something? But like, yeah, that's uh, I'm yeah. And it, I and it, it I, takes that to its conclusion, actually. And awesome. it kind of answers that question. And I really like the direction that it goes yeah, with it. That's sweet. I like watching that kind of stuff. There's some episodes. I think you're very close, in fact, to an episode that is wild. You're yeah. like, oh my god! Yeah, I know. For a for a show about sumo, they, there's they not a lot of you. sumo. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, I, I want more sumo wrestling in it. Occasionally, they'll they'll mess with you. This isn't a spoiler or anything, but they'll like they'll have something happen that you're like, oh yes, I totally want that to happen, and then they'll take it for like five or six minutes, and then they'll rewind and uh, go back to that moment oh that boy. it took a fork, 
and then it'll show you what actually happened you're like what and it's wild dude it's just like such a cool way of filming something and like playing with you a little bit i I really really was impressed by that show yeah i um i i should i should just trust all your recommendations I mean, maybe not all of them. I go down <laughs> some weird roads. Silly stuff. I still yeah. watch. I, I, <laughs> I still do. want to watch Bullet Train. I need to watch that. Dude, yeah, Bullet Train is amazing. Yeah, Seriously, you should watch that. Yeah, I think that's, that's that is that is a very good movie. I would watch it again. Let me know when you watch it. <laughs> Once I've done watching late '90s, early 2000s period piece, uh, like six out of ten IMDb <laughs> movies that I for some reason can't stop watching. I don't know why. So I could fill up my time with like actual like award winning contemporary so whatever doesn't matter eh, you know whatever doesn't matter anyway uh let's just hit the uh, fictional fun fact and then hit the old dusty trail let's do it okay so this is a list uh starting low ending high of some authors and people kind of in the book of sphere um even though my first one is stan lee so i don't know if we can get whatever um with the highest iqs Oh, where'd you get this information from? I'm curious. Uh, I got it from a YouTube video, so <laughs> I'm sure it's legit. I'm sure it's legit. Sure. Um, though sure. I have some questions about. Okay, anyway, I'll, I'll yeah, ask them. Let's, just, let's just let's just preface this by telling our audience. I got this from a YouTube video. So I got this from a YouTube video. Yeah, that's probably probably fairly fairly factual. <laughs> I don't even think I fairly even... factual. I didn't really think about like doubling the sources down or anything. Though I did find I I tried to find it written down so I didn't have to like copy it out as the youtube video went on and like write it and comic paste and i did find a couple of these that were referenced in some other places with the same information okay. so okay. there we go um some of them are definitely right some of them may not be i don't know <laughs> okay so first one is stanley coming in at 140 Ooh. and just so you know anything above 140 is like you're pretty smart i think genius is 162 i believe i could be wrong on that I don't remember but oh. that's very very smart and i mean smart is such a hard thing to define I know, I i'm putting just that gonna say like i'm pretty sure the iq piece. thing doesn't even it's like not even taken that seriously anymore, right? It shouldn't be because yeah. we're so different yeah. in the way that smart manifests itself. But, you know, this is like classically a, your ability to navigate the school system that we have as it is. And, um, you know, classic intelligence. This is it. Um, this is a good measurement of it. Maybe. Uh, Stan Lee is 140. Jean Mary Awell, who wrote The Children of the Earth, is 140. Oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, Alexander Dumas, Dumas. Uh, 140. Dumas, oh man, dang it. I even told myself <laughs> as I wrote this out, Chad, the S is silent, and then here I am saying it. Alexander Dumas is coming in at 140. Uh, Steve Martin, surprisingly, and I guess that's not really surprising. He's 142. Oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, Hans Christian Andersen, he is 145, which is very... Do they have IQ John. tests back in like... Okay, that's my question. <laughs> a few of these are like, like there's like, like assuming Euripides on here. There's some like really old Homer is on here. And it's like, I don't know how, like, I don't think they had the intelligent quotient back then. I so I'm not sure how they got these numbers. It's so fun. I don't know. It's still fun. I love it's a still list. Fun. It's still fun. Let's hear it. Uh, John, Jonathan Swift wrote Gulliver's Travels, 155. Uh, George Eliot, 156. Um, we have uh, da, 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 Mark Twain. He is at 170. 170. Dang. That is so Samuel high. Clements himself. Yeah, man. He's... The big SC. Uh, here we have Euripides. He's like an author of Greek tragedies. He's kind of considered one of the pillars of Greek drama. 173. How they measured that? I have no idea. John Milton. Uh, political pamphlets was like his thing. Uh, 173. Homer. Also at 175, he's, of course, the Iliad Odyssey. George Gordon Byron at 180. 
which is wild. <laughs> We're up really in like high, uh... crazy high zone. Um, Charles Dickens also coming in at 180. Yeah. Alexander Pope, 180. Dale Carnegie, 180. Victor Hugo, Karl Marx, uh, Fedor Dostoevsky, Thomathan, Thomas Paine, all 180. Wow. Which is crazy. Dostoevsky. Yeah. Who yeah. Who's the Arthur Conan Doyle. Uh, we're getting there. Okay, okay. Uh, Arthur Conan Doyle was uh, our sir. Arthur Conan, Do- Conan Doyle. I'm pretty sure he was a sir. 182. Uh, Thomas Stearns Elliott, 185. Marilyn Voss Savant. Her last name is Savant. Wow. Lucky. And she also has an IQ of 186. Uh, Voltaire, 190. Dun, 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 dun. We are crazy high zone right now. Uh, Henry Brooks Adams, 195. Zivillium Shakespeare, 210. That's if, that's if Shakespeare was even one person. That's if Shakespeare was even one person. I think we've already we have that we have indeed he was one person. Okay. Uh, <laughs> then finally, we have Johann Wolfgang von Goethe. How do you say that? G O E T H E. Goethe. 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 I don't know. Johann Wolfgang von that word. Um, he wrote poetry, drama, yeah, he's like epic, a really popular German autobiography. Movie. Yeah. yeah. Um, two fifteen. Yeah, I, I don't know what the highest is, but like that's pretty high. I think like what is like the like the world record holder? I'm pretty sure it's like two hundred five right now. Oh wow! So two fifteen would be like way smarter than well, according to yeah, according to an antiquated test that nobody really takes seriously anymore. Uh, it's like I don't know if it's antiquated. Well, I guess not antiquated. It's, it's it's been. I mean, it used to be like the thing, right? Yeah, um, I think there's a lot there's a lot more varied like measurements of intelligence totally. or whatever and a lot and of there's different, like different definitions things. of what that even is you know totally totally the guinness book of world records has uh marilyn voss savant as the highest and where was she on my list she was um she was at 186 i believe i think so yeah where was she where was she where was she uh 186 good memory wow evan always always with the memory so that and i'm sure she was alive when it was like actually a test that you could take you know so it's like i think that's pretty legit so how they got you know william shakespeare up at 210 i don't know um but yeah marilyn voss savant of course the uh, like all this there's a lot of men on this list right <laughs> women are killing us all though at the very top of the very top have you taken an iq test before I have, yeah. I took four and I averaged it out, but like, I don't know, man. Yeah, I don't know. Like those, I, I did one, and it was like the one that didn't charge me money. So, oh, I found like four of them that didn't charge oh, me money. Really? A bunch of them were like, yeah. "Why don't you send us ten dollars and we'll tell you the results to this?" And I was just like, "I'm too smart to t- send you ten dollars." Yeah, right. <laughs> I'm not a sucker. I was at one thirty-two, but I don't oh, wow. think that yeah. that was. Yeah, like really I just high. don't. I don't know. I I feel like I got like easy ones or something because like I just I wonder if those tests kind of like embellish it so that you kind of like stick around on the website or some or something yeah, like that. Yeah, I, I got like a, that's kind of how I felt. Like I don't know, and that's why I took like four of them and averaged it out. But oh, I still okay. like I don't know, I don't know. I think I need to take like legit one that I pay for and stuff that is not on the interwebs. Yeah, I got like uh, one nineteen on one, and it's very smart. I mean, like yeah, average like, is like one oh seven. I think, or it's like 100, something like that, you know? And again, there's so many different ways to measure intellect and like, what is even intelligence? You know, it's like, okay, cool. I was good at like showing patterns and shapes, like great. Yeah, I I got like a really low score on my SATs. Really? Yeah, I can't remember what it was. I don't remember what I got. Uh, Because it was out of, because in Oregon, in in our school district or in our state or whatever, uh, I think it was out of, it was out of 1800. I think so. I think yeah. Typically, I think it's, 1800 was a perfect. 
Is it, school isn't typically like it's like fourteen hundred though? And then they they like I think for other states maybe, but I know ours was up from the eighteen. They had like eighteen scale. Yeah, and I got like a fifteen fifty or something. Oh, dude, that's like, pretty good. I feel like I got like, right in there too. Yeah, but it's not like like I didn't like ace my SATs. You know what I mean? No, like but I, that's not even testing intelligence. That's testing your learned knowledge. Right. But, like what? Like, do you know how to solve for X in this specific equation? To be totally fair, I was up until six in the morning on lots of different inebriation chemicals uh the night before so i like oh, I, wow. yeah, so i like woke up and after like 45 minutes of if you could maybe call sleep and then yeah. i like was late and i, I like, to be fair for mine morning. i took mine three years after i graduated high school oh really yeah because i was gonna go to college and i was like ah i needed an sat score and so i was like i might as well go do this and i was like man i don't remember half of this stuff like all the, all the math part which is like totally failed on it because i just didn't use that ever because nor have i ever since yeah, the only f that i got in high school like most like if anyone's curious like uh my when i was in high school i did pretty decent like uh, mostly a's and b's uh but yeah. <laughs> except for one class where i got a d i got a d in trigonometry and so oh, dude so they let me retake it and i got an f the next time <laughs> so oh, i have boy. one f but i mean was that d. because you're dumb or because you just didn't care and realized halfway through it or at the first class, uh, I'm never going to make my money because I know how to do a logarithm or solve a matrix. -y. I think it was a combination of a few different. I mean, like, I think with math at the age I was 16, you know what I mean? Or 17 or whatever. So, like, I, I think with that specific subject, I just didn't have like that kind of, I guess, if you want to call it like linear thinking or like I didn't I just didn't have like the kind of mindset where I was like, if I if I can just get these formulas you know what I mean? If right. I can just understand what these formulas actually mean, you know what I mean? I, I just, I wasn't, totally. I just didn't know how to like apply myself specifically with that subject. And so, and with math, I feel like, and if you're, if you're a big math person, hit me up about this because I'm curious, but I mean, I feel like with math, there's a certain amount that you need to know and understand and be able to call upon from memory in order to be able to do other things. You know, so right. like if you stumble at all as you're learning that stuff, it's going to affect your ability to learn the others. The whole rest you know is going to be so, crap. Yeah. yeah. I mean, dude, in your defense, I was failing math until the very last day of the class. And then I, because uh, I was sick for a lot of it and didn't do like it was bad. But, and this was also algebra two trigonometry. And, uh, and then I was there sitting in her class from the last day of school before summer went out from, which was a half day from like the morning to like 3 30 like two hours past school had even ended trying to get all of the tests that i had missed and all the homeworks <laughs> that i had not done done and uh basically got and squeaked by on the last test enough to give me a d in the class and oh, then wow. for some reason she gave me a b in oh, the wow, class nice. because she loved me yeah. so like i also barely squeaked by in that class as well. i should have gotten a d yeah i mean um i feel like at least when i was in high school um the things that i really like cared about and wanted to learn more about obviously like english and literature and stuff yeah i was same. always very involved in those classes yeah, I, I loved reading and i loved talking about it and stuff uh, i never got particularly exhausted with like classroom discussions or anything like that which I, I think happens to a lot of people where they get fatigued with just kind of the way that like reading and reading is taught and like discussion and critique is taught but i, yeah. I, had a, I got I had tired a, of the i had a good time with it writing essays about it but never the classroom discussion yeah i mean um and i, I liked history a lot like same. pretty much any kind of like social studies type class like american history world history all that kind of stuff um, mm -hmm. i really really enjoyed that stuff 
oddly enough, I really enjoyed uh, geometry. When I took geometry, mm. I got an A in geometry because all of that made total sense. Like it was just like, totally. if this angle is this much, applicable and this you. angle yeah. is this much, and it can only be this amount of <laughs> degrees Makes in a sense. triangle. Like what is, and I was just like, that's easy. I'll just add those two angles 30, together. 60, and, yeah, 90, boom, blah, blah, blah. Like, got <laughs> it, nailed it. Uh, and then even like, as it got more complicated, I, I was just, I don't know, maybe I'm just like a more visual learner. I don't know what the hell it is, but yeah, once I got into like logarithms and, um, yeah. You know, sine, cosine, tangent, all that stuff. I was just like, I don't know what the hell any of this yeah, is. And then they were it. like, well, do you want to take calculus? And I was just like, I don't know. Do I need this stuff? And they were like, hell yeah, you need that stuff. <laughs> like, it's what do you think we were just trying to teach you, man? Like, uh, so I just, oh, just couldn't couldn't get into it. But yeah, I took uh, like AP literature. And, and I think that's Same. what kind of like saved my GPA was that yeah, I was in yeah. like uh, on a five scale, right? Five point where everything else was on a four point scale. So you could crush in the AP classes and get like a 4.5 yeah, really yeah, and then I that would offset everything else. Yeah, I definitely, it, it saved, <laughs> saved me. I got a pretty low grade in a, in a couple of the other um, kind of like elective classes. Oh, mm -hmm. uh, pottery. I got like a C minus in pottery. Ooh, wow. I just couldn't figure it out. Like I just, I'm, I usually take to things like fairly. It's not because you like didn't go or anything. You just like couldn't do. Pottery. Well, I stopped going eventually because like I just, it was like pretty late in the year. Why fail? You know, I mean, like. Uh, I participated enough so that I didn't fail the class, but it's always been something I wanted to try pottery. You know, it's really frustrating that hobby. And if you listening are into pottery and you can get the stupid thing to stand up straight and stay straight, <laughs> then I commend you and you are more talented. You have more talent in one <laughs> finger than I do in my whole body. Cause that is impossible. It's magic. I don't know how people are doing it. It's like, typically I'm, I'm pretty, I'm pretty able to kind of latch on to, to certain stuff and like, kind of figure it out you know what i mean so like, I, I feel like you're a pretty artistic person like i too. can kind of figure a lot of stuff out but with pottery i just i will die before i can get one of those things not resonate i just huh? couldn't do it i just couldn't it did. and like wow. the teacher made it look so easy and if you watch videos on it and stuff it looks it's, so satisfying it look, i know it's very looking... and i wanted to do it I, I was like i took the elective i wanted to do pottery and then i like sit at the wheel and i'm like i got this it's just running your hand up the side of a wet thing right and then boom cup and then mug just, <laughs> done and then it's just like no matter what as steady as i kept my hand would no it didn't wow, matter how I'm much instruction i had you've never tried it before no, I never oh have. Gosh. I was a jealous of the pottery kids, though, but I never had room for it. I always tried to get it in, but I just could never take it. It's very difficult. I really liked the teacher. And, you know, that's what another thing is like with school. There's so many like different ways something can be taught. There very well could be some things that you and I like totally excel in that we just didn't have a teacher that spoke to us or to how we learned. Because yeah. like teachers can really make or break a, a, a subject. Yeah, I mean, I felt like with math, uh, the specific teacher that I had two times in a row. Because uh, I got a D the first time and an F the second time. Nice. But the, the specific teacher that I had, I think I was insecure with how it, how I was doing in the class, and I felt like she was like annoyed with me or something. Yeah, and just like she probably wasn't. She was probably like, "I'm here to help," you know. And I was just like, right. "I'm dumb and 17, and like I want to play video games. I don't know what's going Dude, on." The smartest thing that I ever did in high school was at the beginning of every class, I made sure the teacher loved me and that really paved the road for my entire high <laughs> hey, school you know education what they say, like i said it's not what I you failed. know it's who you know you know dude that is so true that's that's the one really 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 important life lesson that high school taught me like i said i failed i got a d in algebra 2 trigonometry and i have a b on my transcript like how d passing yeah totally yeah, but she just like gave me a b because she's awesome
because <laughs> she liked me a bunch because I spent the I time B, to make so sure to know it. what sort of coffee she liked <laughs> and to make sure she had it every morning. <laughs> that reminds me of that Simpsons episode where Bart is like in trouble and they're kind of deciding what they're going to do with Bart. And he's just like, please let me slip through the cracks. <laughs> I think that to myself all the time. <laughs> like, please let me just slip through the cracks. Dude, I'm, seriously. I'm a slip through well, the cracks kind of guy. If you know the right people, you can really grease those cracks. <laughs> you, you have slipped through so many cracks, Chad. Yeah, dude. I slipped through so many. I got a free health credit due to religious reasons. There Great. you go. Thanks. Yeah. And then like senior year, I was like pulled into the office. And the guy was like, Chad, you never took health one. I was like, nope. And I was like, my mom didn't want me learning about that stuff and seeing pictures of all the uh, parts, you know? And he was like, you need two health credits to graduate. And I was like, oh, that's a problem. And I like, this was like the end of senior year. Oh, wow. So and he was like, I did graduate. not have enough time. Oh. And he was just like, well, is what did you not take it due to uh, religious reasons? And I was like, I could tell he like wanted a yes, affirmative answer for that. And I was like, oh, definitely a religious <laughs> reasons. And he was like, there all. we go. Free health credit. No, I mean, <laughs> it was probably a lot of like my mother's religious like tendencies, yeah. leanings that like made her want me to not be looking at those anatomical pieces um, and learning about them. So that was probably a big reason. So I was just like, yeah, definitely due to religious reasons. Well, there we go. Free health credit due to religious reasons. But, you know, again, I knew what sort of coffee he liked. So, <laughs> you know what kind really. of coffee he liked? Yeah, for sure. Because you don't see the uh, counselor very often. So I made sure that like him and I were on good because he can really make or break, you know, your high school experience based on. But if I didn't like a teacher, I could just go in there and be like, I don't like this teacher. I'm not really resonating with him. Can we like switch this class like two weeks into the year? And he was just like, yeah, no problem. Yeah. Switch it up. It was great. I got to tailor make my schedule. It's funny, you know, like, uh, I don't know if everybody else has this experience or if you can even remember being in high school or anything, but um, sometimes I wish that I wasn't 15 years old for some of these classes. Oh, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, it's just like when I, I took a photography class and I feel like now I would have, like, if I took a photography class right now, I feel like I'd do much better in that class because I, I'm, I'm more interested in it now. And like, totally. I understand a, a lot more about, you know, like where to put things in a picture and how to, like how to frame things and what, what contrast, I didn't know what the word contrast meant. I remember we were doing, <laughs> we were doing black and white photos and we were doing film cameras and we were learning how to uh, develop in a, in a, a dark room. Right. Yeah. That's yeah. a cool thing to learn how to do. But like super cool. I was 15 and I was just like, I like to play guitar and I like to play video games. Like, I don't really right. I'm not even like a person yet. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. I haven't. Right. Your brain is like, out, like seven years away I, from being fully developed. Yeah, and so I get into this class and I know I've got a camera and my teacher was basically just like, all right, so go outside and take pictures of things that you think would make for good photos. And I was like, totally. I understood every word in that <laughs> sentence, you know, and so then. I went outside and just started like aiming my camera at, at stuff that like and I wasn't taking into consideration like okay so I'm taking black and white photos right now so what I what would probably be a really good idea is if I found like a like a a really dark fence against a really gray sky or like you know right like, like something with like, high contrast yeah, exactly <laughs> and so I take all these like horrible like washed out black and white <laughs> pictures of like leaves and like concrete and shit right right like, like a tire sitting, from a weird yeah, angle like, I, didn't know like... what I, what I, I didn't know what I was doing and I didn't I didn't think like Evan you know what you should do is like research and like look at other pictures like 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 Ansel Adams like famous black and white pictures or you know what I mean no I right. just like went for it because I didn't know anything and then I like get back into the class and start developing these pictures and I show them to my teacher and she was just like I I explained Were you listening? I explained like, like what contrast was Do you not know what that is and I was just like I don't know what it I wasn't listening I don't even know <laughs> but now I feel I like agree, I would man. do There's a better so many job back you know 
Oh, totally. Dude, like every time in theater we studied Shakespeare, even at the time I was like aware of my lack of understanding. I was like, this is not something that I should be studying right now. And uh, I wish I could go back and like retake that and listen to it now and research it now because I feel like I get so much more out of it. Yeah. And like understanding what you're saying probably goes a long way to your projection and like kind of like your delivery of those lines. Right. I mean, yeah, no high schooler should be doing that. You're like saying no. like something you don't even know what the sentence means. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're straight up regurgitating it. So I bet yeah. like if a real Shakespeare like you know expert or fan like walked into like a high school play, they'd just be like, "Wow, this is all off." Like all of this is. I'm not sure there are yeah, kids like that, that can person do it. obviously took the time to mimic, so he pretends like he knows what he's talking about. But like I did some like monologues and stuff. I don't even know what they meant. Like <laughs> I pretended with the best of them, but like I feel like we were all pretending. Maybe that's just me, like portraying or like casting my own idiocy onto everyone else too but like no, I, mean, I certainly sure didn't get it and i feel like a lot doing. of other people didn't either but i'm sure there were the, the occasional you know that knew exactly what genius was going on. Yeah, yeah totally like, totally i was a i was a drama kid in middle school but but as so i've been in a couple plays but i don't know plays are, plays are plays are really fun to be in yeah not that fun to watch <laughs> not that fun to watch like, I, dude. I imagine I, like a really like a, a very very high production yeah i've like, been to some of the shakespeare festival and ashland sure that i really enjoy I'm, I'm positive yes. those are good but like they are like a high school play like Oof. i don't know rough man. like some of the best times of my life was doing them though for oh, no, sure being in them is really fun yeah so much there's fun like, there's like a, sen- a sense of camaraderie with everybody and it's like this oh, big like, art project that you're super all tight together yeah. and everything but then like watching it just for some reason to play just for when i'm watching a, like a, a player in my experience of watching plays it just looks like people yelling at each other like yeah. and i know that because that's the teacher said one time in class like you need it. to project your I, voice I know, and i know that that's totally tearing down like high school plays but dude like, at the high school level though that's a lot of it man they're learning you know like and a lot totally. of them go on so, which is why it's terrible to watch am i right with using the term thespian yeah like, no thespian is correct yeah what would be like can you be like because i know that you can be like a professional musician you know what i mean can you be a yeah, you be a thespian are, are so are people on like broadway are those considered thespians yeah huh? okay i didn't know what the word totally was. I, don't I don't think built into that word is like an indication of level it's just like anybody doing theater would be a thespian um right, i don't think okay. it's like a professional like a good oh, okay. thes- I, I don't think that you're a okay. good actor if you're a thespian you're just an actor are oh, okay so like people in movies are thespians too i would think so i, I think mean, thespian is more of a, like a stage term. term oh it's a stage term I, I think it's more of a stage term i could be wrong on that but i, I don't know if actors in the theater would be thespians let's look it up so it's, uh, no, I don't. relating to drama and the theater um but also it says noun an actor or actress so there we go i don't know i guess technically yeah i think uh i think it could be actor yeah yeah i think i've heard it used primarily on for stage but like i'm sure it could be an all-encompassing term for actor and actress apparently it can be so uh, the, oh, yeah. the etymology is greek for anybody that's still for some reason with us at the end of this episode where <laughs> we've got <laughs> completely off track wow uh, yeah with uh related to thespis the the guy who first took the stage in ancient greece so wow. uh, on that i think we're gonna wrap uh, wrap it on up here I think we probably should. Yeah, we probably should. We're we're way <laughs> off track. Uh, everybody, thank Here you so are. much for listening to the Monday episode. We love doing this episode. It's it's the joy of my Sunday night. And uh, just straight up talk to my best friend about books and video games and movies and just everything that we've got going on. I hope it's been as entertaining for you as it has been for both of us, because it's certainly been a good time for us. 
truly it is a delight and a pleasure uh, everybody look out for our episode for tms wrath that'll be coming out on tuesday of this week also look out for our episode covering thunderhead by neil schusterman that's coming out on wednesday and then of course the friday forge which i will be a part of uh chad did an mm-hmm. amazing friday solo episode last week Thank if you, you haven't listened to that go listen to it because it was awesome i was doing birthday related shenanigans oh yeah happy birthday thank you yeah i got, I got some awesome gifts uh diana tanaka sent me the lies of lakamura special edition and some junji Ooh. ito books which was awesome and then uh my my good friend serene who has sent me all kinds of cool stuff yeah serene me, book fairy of yeah, book fairies yeah, serene sent me uh, all of the witcher books which oh yeah i think uh, that really got bumped up my tbr because i have them now like i'm sure they're really cool um i've just uh, i'm i'm kind of spacing on some other stuff but i'll make a book haul and show everybody all the cool stuff i got for my birthday it was you all made my birthday amazing thank you truly we have the best listeners we have the best audience in the world we have the best community in the world speaking of community everybody we've got a discord we've got a patreon go check all that stuff out our youtube channel is pretty now the youtube channel looks great i put a ton of work into that youtube channel you did thank you evan Uh, the the thumbnails look really good and they're just gonna i'm gonna keep everybody updated on everything i'm adding short story episodes in there i'm adding all the interviews we've done eventually we'll start throwing up the monday and friday episodes as well eventually we're gonna go full video we are going to go full video we tried it with a couple episodes but just like the camera looks weird and we're just not quite there yet um also editing video is like a whole other big thing that we need to figure out um but yeah just look out things are happening things are cool you're all cool we're going places everybody's awesome Uh, i'm gonna go i'm gonna go play zelda i was gonna say i was gonna go read but i think i'm gonna go play zelda I'm going to edit this episode, oh, yeah, then I'm totally. going to read. <laughs> everybody, thank you so much for listening. I hope you have an awesome rest of your day. And of course, happy reading. Bye, everybody.